Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Spliff Podcast. I'm your host, Bo Nellis, and this is episode 83, La Pura Vida, The Pure Life. Uh, I don't really have any stoner moments to open up with this week, since last week was pretty much just a stoner moments episode. So let's just get into it. I finally got to meet up with Yami last week, and I recorded just some talk with her about what's going on in the Los Angeles scene right now, in the California scene, and what's going on with Yami. Touched back with her about her visit to Costa Rica, and she talks uh, about the, the, the culture there around cannabis and her experiences uh, the recording itself is a little bit noisier than most of my usual podcasts. The room we were in was pretty echoey, and people and people are walking in and out of doors um, the whole time, pretty much. Well, not the whole time, but you're you're going to hear people walking in and out. So I hope that's not a problem for you. I hope that you can still appreciate all the wonderful knowledge that Yami shares with us. Uh, we start things off talking about Measure M. She brought it up and I was like, whoa, whoa okay, we need to start recording because people are going to want to know more about Measure M. I know I want to know more about Measure M, certainly. So that's where we pick it up with is Measure M. Without further ado, here's Yami. So so you helped with Measure M. So yes. what what is Measure M? Okay, Measure M is a bill that was passed that essentially what it did was that it let the city council set all the tax uh, numbers for manufacturing, for cultivation, for dispensing within the city because it's the only thing that they can't do on their own is do taxes, right? So um, Measurium allowed them to set a set tax on all you know parts of the industry and also allowed them to then um, take it upon themselves to write an ordinance that would cover the entire situation that was going on in, on in LA. So that ordinance sh- is going to cover manufacturers, you know, everything, um, uh, cultivation. Um, after they're going to do things in tiers. So like D will stay open, all the property dispensaries will stay open just so that there's no interruption of access within the city for the patients, right? Uh-huh. And then, so that means that we, the ones that are D will be licensed by September of 2017. That's what it said in the bill that passed. Now, whether that happens or not, you know, they can do whatever they want. But um, the big hurry was to be able to do everything by 2018 so that we could step up, you know, to the state. But it doesn't seem like the state has all their shit together yet. So they're saying, from what I've heard, you know, is that they won't have their stuff together to by July of 2018, you know? Oh. So, I mean, they're pushing it. And so, um, you know, we have to wait and see. Now, the trailer bill just came out, which, from the governor, which is very interesting. Um, the best thing, one of the best things about it was that they said that you can't just be a standalone delivery service, that you need to deliver out of a dispensary because that way you can track better the medicine and where it's going and how it's going, right? And that was one of... Uh, uh, a pet thing that was going on that there was some people that was pushing that the dispensaries shouldn't deliver that they should only be standalone de- uh, delivery service and those people were very disappointed by the governor and I'm very happy that they got disappointed <laughs> so um, I can't it, argue it is, with wanting to see your product too it, it, well 
the delivery services are very essential because there's too many people that are sick and, and homebound, you know, and those people are the ones that should be delivered to. I don't know if I agree so much with delivery services for recreational pot. I don't know if that's, you know, so necessary. There is a certain danger that goes with it, just like there is when you're delivering food or pizzas to houses and stuff like that, except that marijuana is just a little bit more attractive, romantic, you know, whatever. Um, and so, you know, it just, it, it causes a lot of danger. Um, I believe that it's good that, you know, they're tracking things the way they do. And I believe that the people, especially here in Los Angeles, that were delivering illegally shouldn't be rewarded for breaking the law. It's good that they're letting the dispensaries do it because you should be able to serve your community, the community that comes to your store with delivery. And for them to push that the dispensaries shouldn't do that, that only stand alone, that was kind of weird. So anyway, now with the trailer bill, that's all been solved. And that was one of the best things. One of the things that I don't like about the trailer bill is that they talk about that there can only be 10 milligram units of edibles and there can only be a thousand units in, in a bag, a hundred units. So it can only be a hundred units? Only a hundred units in a bag and it has to be divided in 10 units. There has to be 10 pieces in is that bag. Is this for, for like done and No, no, this is okay. one of those things that I personally will go to Sacramento and talk about because I have a very, you know, I mean, I, I eat edibles every day. So I, you know, I, I have a high tolerance. And so when I'm not feeling well, Usually what I am is swollen and nauseated. And so now I can eat 100 milligrams at one shot. And they're going to make me eat 10 pieces of whatever. Exactly. That, that's not right. Those people don't know what they're talking about. They don't even understand, you know, how, how a patient, how it works with the patient. And it's because of patients that we have access in the state of California. So Amen. they should be treating their patients correctly. And so that's something that came out of the trailer bill that I don't agree with. And I, like I said, I'm planning to go to Sacramento and yeah, talk shit. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. I mean, yeah, uh, I'll, I'll be writing. Uh, yeah, because uh, it's my, not my fair. Wife. I understand that there's a safety issue connected to it. There's a security issue. People that don't know about marijuana, don't know about edibles, they acquire them at places with people that don't know to tell them, you know, yeah. not to, to, how to do it. You know, they're not receiving proper instructions. And so they eat something that they shouldn't too much of, and then they feel like they want to die and they OD, you know? Yeah. So like, they're trying to prevent that from happening or like from a child to take something that would probably really make them sick. I mean, it wouldn't kill them, but it probably put them in coma for yeah. a couple of days, you know? So I understand all not of that. Not an actual coma, guys. <laughs> no, no, it would make them sleep. No, I yeah, know, yeah, it would make them sleep for two or three right. days, you know? So I just want to clarify a couple of things. One, is Measure M going to allow for more dispensaries? Eventually, yes. Okay. And especially with the trailer bill, because uh, the governor has said that he doesn't think that medical and recreational pods should be sold in the same store. You know that we that recreational users or pot you know suppliers should be in their own store so yeah all we have in la is medical marijuana that's the only thing that's legal okay so um i and even with just the medical marijuana dispensaries i understand that what the plan is is like to let the property dispensaries stay open the next tier would be the uh uh, uh the the pre-icos that didn't make it to prop d then they would be the second tier. And then the third tier would be 
the places that were open illegally were paying taxes and never had trouble, you know, with the law in any way, shape, and, and form, and are lucky as hell. Hey, that's a third tier. We, we, uh, most, uh, like 80% of this industry has had to break the law at some point in time yeah. just to, to break the law. Of laws. course. Yeah. Um, but, and then if the trailer bill is attached, uh, it goes through and everything, then there would only be delivery through dispensaries. There wouldn't be standalone? No, there would not be standalone. That totally flipped on them for what they had wanted. Exactly. And then, I mean, I don't know that I totally agree with that either. I'm for a more free market. I'm for all different sorts. I'm thinking, you know, like... Yeah, but they want to uh, control, they, you know, from seed to sale. And so, you know, they feel like until they have it more you know, together, that uh-huh. that's the way they want to do it. That doesn't mean there won't be standalone delivery service at one point, but for right now, or that's... And the other thing is that this isn't written in stone. Yeah. Okay? That was the governor's, you know, perception of how it should be. I mean, there's a big fight going on with the Teamsters right now oh, because, yeah, they wanted to deliver all this pot to everybody, and that ain't happening according to the governor because it doesn't need to happen. The other thing that I have an issue with, too, is that they're getting rid of the state cards. So how the hell are they going to know who not to charge that awful, stupid tax that comes with 64? That they're was a, getting rid of the state cards? That's what it says on the trailer bill that they, not, maybe not getting rid of it, but aren't reorganizing, but that it's not going to be around. So how do you know whether, how do you know not to, I guess if you come to a medical store, it's medical, so you don't charge that tax. And right. if you go to an adult store, then you well, pay you this. Well, you still have a recommendation, probably. They just you have to have a recommendation yes. to come to medical. So, um, it's very interesting. It's it, things have gone in a way that no one really um, thought they would. Um, yeah, no yeah there's been a lot of surprises, you know. And so now we just have to adjust to everything, you know. But there's still pushback. Nothing is written in stone, you know. There's a lot of pushback. The teachers are pushing back on the governor right now. So. <laughs> That's interesting. Fantastic. So um, what should we be looking forward to right now, maybe in L.A., in California? Obviously, this trailer bill is the biggest thing. Mm-hmm. Um, well, LA is going to put out their regulations for the city pretty soon. They've been promising and promising and promising, so it should be pretty soon the next, because they have to permit us by September of 2017, and it's almost June, and they're like, come on, you know, <laughs> right. what's going on? So that's coming out, and then the trailer bill, that's going to be, you know, like a knockout for a while, you know, they, they everybody's going to be, you know, just like swinging it out up in Sacramento. You know, a lot of people say that this trailer bill uh, favors, you know, the growers up north or favors this part or that part. And probably because they're all up there north pushing, you know. Yeah. And and the legislators are very ignorant, as in lack of information or understanding about anything. And you have these people going to Sacramento, the new lobbyists, the new people of the group, and they go in there and they tell them lies after lies after lies. They yeah. don't tell them the truth. They just tell them what they want them to hear so that the law goes in the way that they want it to go. And, you know, the legislators should be more hip to what's going on, but they're not. 
and you know shame on them shame okay. on the elected officials that you know they're not doing anything for their constituencies they're just doing things for the people that are coming to them helping them pay off their campaign um, bills that never get paid off those are legal bribes and the more money they get from certain sections that's the people they work for because that's where all the more money is coming from it's yeah. so fucking corrupted and the crony is um is on all levels yeah it's yeah. horrible so yeah. Anyway, um, yeah. but, you know, yeah. you, you well, got to deal with it. <laughs> it's the same old, same old in some parts. Um, yeah. So just so you know, people did love your episode. Um, uh, yeah, they loved your message. Mm-hmm. They loved you. Um, I'm sure they want to know how Costa Rica went. Oh, it went really well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I had fun. Costa Rica is really cool. Um, it, it, it was very surprising when I got to Costa Rica. It's really funny because when I was on the plane going to Costa Rica, one of my companion travel companions said to me, "Do you know that um, they've um, what do you call that when you uh, decriminalize marijuana in Costa Rica? You can have and they can't take you to jail." And I'm like, "Really? I mean, because I had no idea. I've been, you know, down, you know, nose to the grindstone here in LA, right. and I, I, I just." You know, I'm not paying attention to what's happening. I mean, I kind of know what's happening in the rest of the world, but I, I was not aware of what's happening in Costa Rica. So when I got there, it was it was like a very pleasant surprise to hear everybody there say how they wanted medicine, they wanted it for marijuana. Um, I was a little apprehensive about going with my family because here in LA, when I opened my dispensary, my family stopped talking to me, you know, because they were ashamed or they were afraid for me or whatever they were. And it wasn't until Sanjay Gupta, you know, said that it was okay that some of them, you know, were open and talked to me about it, you know. And um, when I got to Costa Rica, everybody agreed with it. It was like, I, I just <laughs> I couldn't believe it. It's like, it was like, yes, marijuana is good pot, marijuana is good pot. You know, marijuana is good medicine, marijuana is good medicine. Oh, but the only thing that was very interesting and I mean you know when in Rome you do as the Romans I wasn't going to fight them in any way shape or form uh two years earlier three years ago two years you know before I got there um they had passed the law about not smoking cigarettes and so like everybody and everybody in Costa Rica is like you know they they put these intellectual commercials on the tv about why it's not good to smoke so you know it causes cancer emphysema blah 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 so you got even the little kids that are five years old and the old people that are 85 years old you know repeating the shit that they hear on the commercial it's the truth uh-huh. I and mean, you can't fight it it's the truth it is the truth and so when they proved to them that it was the truth that law they had a law about smoking and it passed and so in Costa Rica you can't smoke in public you can't smoke in a bar you can't smoke in a car you can't smoke at home if you have a child you know it's like so so strict and I'm sure the law gets broken this that way and the other but But the truth that when I was there um, cigarette sales had gone down by 67% from the two years prior when they passed the law so they're like in a mind cleanse you know that smoking <laughs> is bad it causes cancer it's bad for you you know i mean so smoking pot is bad because you can't smoke it and, and and it's interesting because you're like you, you know, but no it doesn't do the same no they don't want to hear it yeah all smoking is bad all smoking is bad all smoking is bad Okay, because as far as I was concerned, they all wanted the medicine. They wanted the tinctures. They wanted the candy. Exactly. They wanted the sprays and the creams. Oh, and, and the interesting part about it is that 
It's not like there's not pot in Costa Rica. I mean, the Americans and the Canadians have come and they've taken over and they have grows all over the place. And I, interestingly enough, I spoke to a Canadian um, when I was in Hako and he told me that he, he showed me some product because I, I was looking for medicine and he showed me some product. When I smelt it, I said, but this hasn't been, you know, um, what do you call that? Um, cured? Flushed? Not cured, flushed correctly. <laughs> okay. This, just smelling it. I go, this stuff hasn't been flushed correctly. He goes, oh, he goes, I don't have time to flush it correctly. <gasps> the demand is too high. So he didn't care. <laughs> All he cared Especially about was making, making it. Especially if he's making it to oil or yeah, something. Yeah, well, no, but he's selling the the flour, oh, you know, okay. like it's yeah, that. So, so that was one thing. So that was awfully wrong. And because to me, you know, like even here in California, when we had discussions about 64 and when we were talking about legalization, there was a lot of people that were pushing for, you know, the product didn't have to be grown under the same standards as medical. It, it could be less of a standard. And, and our argument was like, you're still consuming it. What the hell is wrong with There's you people? There's still a health issue. Yeah, so you can't do that. It has to be the same, right? So that's been my so like to, having a conversation with that man i was very angry because to me you know all he wanted to do is make money he didn't care about nothing right. he wasn't thinking about the medicinal he just was growing pot and selling it to the people in costa rica and you know that that is so wrong so um also there is a lady that was really famous for making a, a cream in in um in one of the cities in costa rica and she was famous because I traveled, and as I traveled with, you know, the taxi drivers and the real people yeah. on the beach and, the, you know, like everywhere I went, I would say, so how do you feel about marijuana and medicine? Just because I was doing my own. And everybody was like, it was wonderful because, oh, it's a great idea. We should do it. Yay, yay, yay. And, oh, it was so gratifying. And then always the, the, the conversation led to how the smoking was bad. Right. And, that, that, and so it's okay. You know, to me, half you know like the fact that they've accepted his medicine and they wanted his medicine and they want to use it as medicine and they they see the value of it and everything that's enough yeah you know i don't have to talk anybody into smoking it you know and then even latinos are just negative about that stuff even when we talked you know to latinos here in california about smoking the program had anything to do with smoking it we showed the plant we showed every all the medicines that came from it, but nobody said smoke it because Latinos in general just think that that's negative. That's right. a negative connotation. It makes you lazy if you smoke marijuana. Doesn't make you lazy if you use the cream though. It just cures it. Right. You know, it's, it's kind of, but it's okay. It's okay. And then now, you know, when I was there, I met a lot of people that came from all, you know, all parts of Latin America and, and South America and stuff. And they're all on the same. It's all on the verge. Everybody's on the verge of, you know, either, you know, legalizing it for medical use or just legalizing it, you know, in general because they've accepted that it is medicine or that it's not as bad as alcohol or smoking cigarettes or even as bad as GMOs that they have forbidden throughout Latin America yes. that's not forbidden here in the United States. So, you know, they're smart people <laughs> and they and, and I'm very happy. I'm happy. Um, my cousin, the matriarch of the family, I've been very you know like her i i don't i understand that you know we grew up even i grew up you know smoking pot is bad you know only lazy people do it dumb, you know only dumb people do it that you know it, it's a vice blah 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 i mean that's how my parents you know raised me so like i have my family that are much older than me and so they you know they believe even more strongly than my mom did you know or as strongly as my mom did about stuff and um 
I was, because of the reaction that I got here in California from people that, you know, live here and, you know, are supposed to be hip to stuff. Right. I was a little apprehensive about going to Costa Rica and what my relatives were going to say. But I, they had a little family reunion thing and everybody was like, you're doing a good job, blah, 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 you know, we're so happy for you, you're revolutionary, you know. And it was like very surprising that they were all so positive and, you know, and then my cousin, who's the matriarch of the family, she hadn't, she didn't go to the party, but um, she had an accident, she was in a wheelchair and she called me to her house. And I went like the day before I left, you know, because well, why did you know you have to go right when they call you? So, uh -huh. and, uh -huh. and so um, when I went to go visit her, she told me that I should be proud of everything that I do, that my mother was a fighter, and that she was the strongest woman she knew, and that I was just like my mother, and that I should be proud, and that fuck anybody in the family if they didn't think that I was doing a good job and that if anybody said anything here on this side from her family about anything about bad about me to tell her because she would set them straight and I was like wow you know I left that house like I couldn't believe it that you know that that she had said all of that and it's really hard that she appreciated and, and it was like it was good because I believed her because of the reaction of my cousins there you know like they were all like oh, good job good job but she talked to me serious she talked to me like she knew what had happened here in LA she knew how my relatives had reacted to it and then she wanted to tell me that they were all fucked up in the head because what I was doing was good and, that, and don't let anybody tell me that I'm not doing something good, right. you know, because I'm liberating minds. I mean, she was, <laughs> she was inspirational. She, I came back thinking, yep, you know, it's like, I got to do this more, you know, it's like, there's people. No, I think she was mirroring the inspiration you had given her personally. Well, it, it was very gratifying and nothing that I expected, so. Yeah. Well, that kind of actually brings me into... Uh, brings me into the next part, which is I just uh, I this is my first time in your new storefront, mm -hmm. uh, Pure Life, mm -hmm. and it's gorgeous. Mm -hmm. It's uh, very welcoming, and the staff are fantastic. Um, it is in Canoga Park. No, Chatsworth. Chatsworth. Sorry. Um, <laughs> thank you. And I'm all sorry with a C. It's, it's like it's the, the same it's amount okay. of time for me. It's the same area, dude. Right? It's over the hill. That's all I know. And then, um, uh, is there? I mean, go ahead and, and toot your own horn here. Uh, let the people know. Well, um, since I've retired or resigned from Glaca. And I don't want to really work with the city anymore. So I'm come back to the patients. That's my first love. I, you know, love my patients. I love providing information and education for my patients. And so um, we've started, uh, four months ago, we started uh, First Fridays at Pure Life. And so um, the first meeting is at 4 o'clock, and that's a community um uh, association meeting, which is the nice way of saying that is a bunch of senior citizens, okay? <laughs> <laughs> well, I called it the Community Alliance meeting because I didn't want to call it for the oldsters, but the people know that it's for over the 50, over 50 crowd, you know, that because the reason I did that was because, look, 
when you get older, it's when the pains and all this stuff comes more, right? And these oh, yeah. people all were 50, so, you know, and some of them are like um, uh, veteran sick people like me, you know, that I've been sick for, you know, with the trans, not sick, but, you know, having a condition mm-hmm. for over 20 years and stuff. So it, yeah, yeah, and it's, it's chronic. And so a lot of these people are like this. So um, we have that because during the month, you know, we get a lot of people coming in here with um, samples of edibles and, you know, drinks and, and, and flour and everything, right? So there is no way that we can sample everything. So we've created little goodie bags where we're giving samples that are lab tested and that maybe we're already carrying. Maybe we're trying to decide whether we should carry. Maybe we want someone's opinion. And so the best opinions are come from the people that are chronic you know pain users and yeah. so um so we we developed that so during the meeting the, the first 10 people they come get a goodie bag and the goodie bag is full of stuff i mean never the same thing but always something that they can try and it's good because that way you know you don't have to spend money to try something to see if it works that's you know? my favorite thing. yeah yeah so and so this is for the older generation also um, I'm creating an army of, of, of older people who can speak because in my 20 years of working with the city and, and being political and stuff, I know that they don't listen to the young people. Mm-hmm. The people are up there, you know, the councilmen and the elected people, you know, are on their iPads and they're on their phones and they're talking to their people and they're not even paying attention. But when an older person walks up, a retired citizen walks up to the podium, they all pay attention. It's out of respect, and it would be rude for them not to pay attention. It's oh. rude for them not to pay attention to all the people that come up. Yeah, so but at least percent more chance that they're a voter. Exactly. So they listen to the older people because they are voters, because they are retired, because they deserve that respect. Yeah. And so I'm creating an army of you know, uh, I love it. <laughs> of older people in my community, so that they could speak up for the things that are good for patients and things that are not so good for patients. You know. And so, and then, um, so that's an hour. And then at five o'clock, we have the Women, Normal Women's Alliance. And so that's a political, mm-hmm. you know, thing of informing people about what's going on in the city, what's going on in the state, the things that we don't want to do, like pay taxes under 64, um, things like that. So that's more for, you know, younger people. The, the old people stay <laughs> for <laughs> well, the meeting. It's all interesting. For yeah. Sure. And, so, and so that's, you know, we're starting to create community here. So, um, we've also added uh, Sherry Sigard, which is a real known, well-known uh, um, uh, writer and blogger and cook. Um, she's written a dosing book for marijuana and how to do uh, edibles and stuff. And she's going to be our, our, is now our official answer for any questions that have to do with dosing or edibles. Wonderful. And so, um, and we're adding as many other services as we can as we go, we've only been open for one year at this location. On Monday, it'll be 11 years that we've been open all together. Congratulations. And thank you. And we're very happy here. Um, the, you know, this move here has been very, very positive, you know, and it's big enough for us to be able to have classes and, and to do the things that we want to do. And so, um, yeah, as we go on, we'll offer more, you know, meetings and more support groups. and. Um, yeah, I, this is my home. This has always been my home, and from here is where I came, and here's where I, I'm now, and I'm going to be pushing patient rights, and this is about to come out with a, a bill for, you know, uh, employer rights and housing rights, and 
I plan to, you know, be with them to push that because I'm a patient first. Amen. And I'm going to defend patients until I have no more life to defend patients with. So. Exactly. And I don't want to be political anymore in the sense that, I, you know, back in the day, we were the only ones talking to the elected officials. And we begged and begged and begged for them to listen to us. We, we learned their game and we started giving them campaign contributions. We also hired lobbyists to spend more money because that's the name of the game. Yeah. I'm done. I'm done with it's the liars. It's a shitty game to play. It's a shitty game to play. And now the people that are involved, they have money. And so the ones that have the most money are the ones that get listened to the most. And there's a lot of corruption in the city and there's a lot of corruption in the leadership of the industry in the city of Los Angeles mm -hmm. right now. So UCBA yeah. is probably the best situation for a property dispensary, but as far as everything else goes, it's up in the air. And it's up in the air because these people, all they want to do is line their own pockets. So yeah. uh, elected and... Uh, yeah, I just love that you're still politically passionate and, and, and educating the people to make them more politically active about it too. So. Well, the strength is in people. Yeah, yeah. It's not in the motherfuckers that go and tell the elected officials what to do. Why did Obamacare not be repealed? Well, now, like, right now it's being, but in the first time out, right? Uh -huh. Because the, the people rose and said, no, don't do it. So it's the same thing. Yeah. The people have a voice. And it, it, things have become so corrupt in our government and in all government, you know, all the elected officials, they all should be shot or, or drug, t drug tested or their salaries should be cut in half. Something should very, very thing should be done at, so that we can see who the real ones they are. They should lose their insurance, they should be drug tested, and their salary should definitely be cut. Yes. I like all of those things. <laughs> all right, okay, well, I'm gonna wrap this up. Anything you'd like to tell the listeners, Yami? Mm, just, <laughs> no, just, you know, follow the law, be careful. There's a lot of freedoms out there, but don't think that because Prop 64 passed it, you know, you're safe not to get caught. Follow the law. You're not safe to grow. You're not safe to manufacture. You're not safe to do anything unless someone says that you have a permit to do so. That's the future. That's sure. right now, guys. Don't get caught in shit. That's true. A lot of people are trying to get into this business and don't want to wait for the regulations to come. They have to. They have to wait. And if you want to get into this business, especially in the city of Los Angeles, there's going to be millions of opportunities because they're opening it up wide open. But you need to go and ask the city. What's going on? Don't talk to lawyers. Lawyers, they'll just charge you to talk to you and they don't really give you good information. So I would do my own personal research. If you're really interested, I would be looking for a place that was compliant right now because that's the name of the game. There's no more real estate in LA. That's and true. So, and that's fantastic advice. I love <laughs> so. it, Yami. All right, thank you. All right, thank you, honey. <laughs> Hey, welcome back. I hope you enjoyed that. Just so you know, I am going to have links to several things that Yami talked about, including the trailer bill that Governor Brown uh, wants to add to the AMA, uh, so you can find out more about that. I will have um, the links to Yami's collective, the Pure Life Alternative Wellness in Chatsworth. And one of the reasons why I'd really wanted to meet up with Yami to begin with was I really wanted to do a Spanish version of the podcast, nothing too big 
or certainly not as regular as this, but something with some basic information. And each time Yami's like, ah, I already did that. Let me let me get you these videos. And it took a really long time to finally get those videos, but I will have links to the YouTube videos with some fantastic basic Spanish information. And I'm still going to try to do something that is in podcast form that's a little more informal and with some really good basic information in there. So let me keep working on that. In the meantime... I wholly recommend you also going, if you're in the Chatsworth area or can get to the Chatsworth area, get to the community alliance meetings. If you have a Spanish speaking friend, you can bring them to and just make Yami tell you stuff in herself. <laughs> I had an excellent time there learning about rosin and I got to bring home some rosin. I'm sure that the the topics change monthly, but I also got an amazing gift bag from the experience. Yami had talked about uh, the the gift bags that they give out, and I ended up coming away with I, – I posted a picture of it on Instagram, but I got to try the Auntie Dolores cookies, which I used to have all the time when I was working at a dispensary, and they're – their formula has changed, their recipe has changed, and it's a harder cookie than it used to be. So I'm really glad I know that now. I also got to try um, a non-medicated cookie from, I forget who it was that that put that in there. Oh man, I, it's on the tip of my tongue. I can see their Instagram page in my head right now. We'll get back to it. It wasn't medicated anyway. It was delicious, and I will totally take free munchies. Speaking of which, thank you so much to Fogtown Toker, who sent me those blunt wraps and some munchies from Canada. You got to love munchies from other countries. They're always just a little bit off, and you can't stop eating them at the same time. They're still munchies. You can be sure that I tore into those. I got those, uh, the cheesy, the cheese curls left still. I'm probably going to be destroying those later today. And I'm also going to be having that blunt off eventually. Yeah. Can't wait to get blunted. But going back to what I was talking about and Pure Life Alternative Wellness and the gift bag. uh, Let's see here. I also got a half gram of CO2 oil from No, I just double checked. I threw all the packaging away. It started with a W. It was CO2 oil. It was a a fucking half gram, which is amazing, but which I don't really care to dab with. So I turned it into edibles. And now I've got some GDP capsules that uh, I mixed with the Soothing Zoos for free. Let's see. What else did I get? There was, I mean, uh, uh, there was like a pin and there is. Oh, there's a sucker still that uh, I haven't eaten yet. There was also a vegan, raw, whole food treat that was a little weedy tasting. Um, And I took it with a bunch of other stuff, so I have no idea. I was like, I'm never going to buy this, but I will take it for free. Thank you. And apparently all the bags were different, and they're different every time. So that's that's really cool. I also met some really cool people while I was there, and that's got to be my favorite part. Also, on that day, there were different reps who had tables out at the dispensary, and I got to meet with a rep for Papa and Barclays again. And I got to say, I just love that company more and more. Um, I got hooked up with some of their transdermal patches, which is wonderful. I want to 
look into those more and see how they work. I have tried uh, two so far, and I've got two more to try. So I want to try those other ones in different places before I give a full review. But I do want to say the more I interact with the Papa and Barclays team, the more I fall in love with them. So shout out to the ladies of Papa and Barclays. Now, if you want to find all the links that I just talked about, you can go to the spliffpodcast.com. That is two F's, three T's, no D. And under the blog posting for podcast episode 83, you will find different links underneath the audio portion that you could listen. Uh, if that's, I mean, maybe that's where you're listening to now. Maybe just go there and download it. What's up? But if I talk about putting a link up there, generally it's going to be different links for all of the blogs and any podcast that you listen to, you could go to the Spliff Podcast and check out the links. Now, there is a search bar to help you out, and I do have a couple other links too. If you want to find me on the social media, you can go and find me through there. I'm on Facebook and Instagram at the Spliff Podcast, and I'm on Twitter at Spliff Podcast. If you would like to help the podcast out financially, you can do so by going to the Spliff Podcast and finding the Patreon links, which is also just patreon.com slash the Spliff Podcast. And you can also find my Amazon affiliate link, which once you follow that link, do your Amazon shopping at no extra cost to you. You've just made a contribution to the Spliff Podcast. And I would love to be able to pay for my website this year without having to reach into my pockets. Just, just, I'm just saying, I'm just being truthful here. All right, you guys. So go check out the first Fridays uh, at Pure Life Alternative Wellness, or just go check out Pure Life Alternative Wellness. They have all kinds of products at all kinds of different price ranges. I ended up picking up a gram of rosin. I know, like what is up with me lately? But I did from this company called Legion of Bloom, their raw zen, R-A-W-Z-E-N. We love puns around here. How could I not get it? And it was actually completely decently priced. And the strain was Island Sweet Skunk. And I was like, yeah, I need me some island time right now. Let's do that. Unfortunately, because it is rosin, it leans into the heavier indica-like part of the skunk. And by island time, I really just mean a sleepy time. But it's it still smells fantastic. It could smell better. It would smell better if it was BHO for sure. But I mean, I don't have to worry about any solvents. I guess that's nice. Right? But I mean, I didn't really worry about it before, but it's nice. All right, you guys, let's safety. All right, for this week's safety, I'm going to talk about the peace water that I got at the Spring Awakening Cannabis Yoga event held by at mahogany.mary and led by at yoga with Minelli. And I believe also sponsored in great part by at dank gals. Want to get everybody in there? And now what the peace water is and the peace is P-I-C-E because again, so much punniness in marketing. And it's supposed to help cut down on the resin in your pieces. So I put a little bit, I mean, it's a smaller bottle. It's it's a four ounce bottle. Now my bong takes probably closer to eight 
to 10 ounces of water. So I only put in about two ounces of the peace water into my bong and I just mixed the rest with good old water. And I was worried that it might make, I don't know, my bowls taste differently or something like that, but this bong doesn't have the greatest tasting hits as is, so it actually really didn't matter. And in the end, I have to say that it totally, oh my God, my phone is going off. In the end, I have to say that it totally helped cut down on the resin. I'm going to answer this. I'll be right back. All right, I'm going to have to wrap this up because Michelle's going to be coming by to visit. You all remember Michelle from the Lyme disease episode and the parent trap. It's a fantastic episode. If you haven't listened to it yet, go check out that back catalog. You can find the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or the the website, of course. All of the episodes are there. Uh, If you listen on SoundCloud, I don't have a full membership there, so I rotate them out, and I've been pretty lazy about that, let's be honest. So you're going to want to check iTunes, Stitcher, or the website. And hey, while you're there, why not leave a rating and or a review? It goes a really long way and is, again, another way that you can help without having to spend any money whatsoever. All right. Thanks for that. Let's smoke some weed. There are so many motorcycles today. What the fuck? I guess it is a gorgeous day. Gotta love that Southern California weather. But this June gloom in May with this May gray nonsense, May gray does not really exist, by the way. It's June gloom and it showed up too early and it's messing with my mojo. I have not wanted to get out of bed the entire month. But I got things to do and places to go. Like, I gotta go visit Elliot for her birthday. Happy birthday, Elliot. I love you so much and I can't wait to see you later. All right. I gotta finish this bong load first, though. I dug into the deep recesses of my cannabis hoarding and pulled out my last nug of golden pineapple and because I have not been able to get it. Uh, the grow did not do very well and they had to start over. So I'm going to have to go a few months without my golden pineapple, at least in flower form. I can get some shatter, but that's much more expensive. And I like smoking the golden pineapple flower throughout the day. So I'm hoping that this is going to give me a little bit of pop, get me going, get me out of this depression-like funk that I've kind of been in, and uh, put me in a happy, good mood place for dealing with uh, just, you know, life. Life can be kind of shitty to deal with sometimes. Going back to the peace water, since it did work really well in Chong the Bong, there's no ring of resin around the bowl whatsoever. There is some resin that uh, is up in the shaft. If you'd like to see a picture of what my bong looks like, you can check out my Instagram feed, and it's the silver-fumed one. But it did really, really well. Um, I don't seem to find it affecting my hits at all beyond keeping my bong cleaner and 
as long as I'm changing out, well, I haven't actually changed out the water because then I have to put new piece water in there. Um, but without the ring of resin, it does seem to just taste better naturally as it is. And uh, so I put some in my dab rig. I try to cut it, but it takes so little actual fluid that it's mostly piece water that's in the rig. And I found that to be a little too thick. The piece water, it, it definitely has a, an oily, thicker, more like a glycerin kind of texture to it. And uh, so I, I kind of dump some of it back out and try to cut it with some water. It, it looks really foggy in my dab rig, so thick. And part of that is because instead of getting a big glob like you normally would, I'm getting, it's just kind of emulsifying into the piece water. So the water itself is looking more and more amber and more foggy uh, the more I use it. Now I feel a little, a little eh, about this because sometimes I actually like to get the glob before it goes all the way into the piece and I'll throw that bitch into a capsule and eat it because if I'm paying money for good quality concentrates. They should make good quality concentrate edibles. I'm just saying. Uh, I have, uh, again, no shame in my game. I'm here to save money and free edibles are free edibles. But we'll talk more about that another time. I got to get going. And I'm sad that I can't do that with the peace water because I'm not entirely sure what all it's made with. And it makes it just goopy. So now... My reclaim is no more. It's unusable in the dab rig. So I don't think I'm going to be using the piece water in my dab rig anymore. I will probably look into using it for my my bong though. Oh my God, I'm getting, I'm actually thinking about buying a bong cleaner. Man, I'm growing up so much as a stoner. This is crazy, you guys. All right. Thanks for spliffing it. I got to bounce. I got bowls to smoke. I got friends to go see Elliot. I'm coming for you. Thanks for spliffing it, guys. Ciao for now. Mm-hmm.